might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. was a Jewish trainer that brought me to the hospital and put in press that I went to the hospital. I got, I know friends that off of exhaustion, a Jewish doctor, they diagnosed me. Why do you keep saying Jewish? Because they were, right? Diagnosed me with bipolar disorder and shot me with medication and put me on medication, then put it in the press. And every time, even if I wore the wrong color hat that a nigger is not supposed to wear, Right then they immediately say he's off of his shit, he's off his meds, he's off his rocker, and it's literally used as a scarlet letter control mechanism for the people understand, the kids, the cops. Welcome to Might As Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Hey, yo, Marlene, cut the shit. Okay? My niggas have bigger problems. Bruv, hey, black people just lost takeoff. Okay, bruv? Hey, Marlene, hey, cut the shit. Cut the shit, man. We got bigger problems, bruv. We got bigger problems. Niggas are killing niggas over dice games. Right? Motherfuckers are dying over baseless fucking arguments. We got bigger problems. Dear Marlene Engelhorn, how about, how about just give the money away already? How about that? Give it away. Give the fucking money away. Why the fuck is Marlene Engelhorn on a media tour about her wealth? She's on a fucking media tour. She's on a world tour with Common Her Man. Talking about her fucking inheritance. Give the money away already. Niggas are fucked up in the hood. Give it away. Give it away. Right? Bruv, this bitch is all here talking about how annoyed she is. <laughs> By the billions that she inherited. She's annoyed. I mean, bruv, yo, look at white privilege, bruv. The most money I've ever turned down was 1.5 mil, I think, a month. Wait. The most you've turned down was about 1.5. 1.5 million a month? I think it's almost, let me see, 12, blah, blah. That is 18 million potentially for the year. Okay. That would be le le legitimately, if you're in the NBA, you're a NBA star. Fam, what she got 
is real rugged and raw, uncut white privilege. It's fucking different, bruv. Breaking news. Breaking fucking news, bruv. We have officially hit peak white privilege. Bruv, what Marlene Engelhorn got, bruv? Nah, that shit is different. This bitch has inherited $4.2 billion. <laughs> hey, hey, she has inherited $4.2 billion in cash. Okay, bruv, most of that money is in cash. You understand me, bruv? Okay, hey fam, she has, yo, I repeat, I gotta, I gotta repeat, I gotta do it for the culture, right, I gotta do it, I gotta do it for my dog, take off, rest in peace, I gotta do it for the culture, Marlene has inherited 4.2 US diesels, and most of this cash, huh, is in cash. Look what that money make a bitch do. Bruv, the money get cash contant. Okay, bruv? Hey, bruv. Hey, most of the squad is in cash. It's not just fucking numbers on a screen. It's not made up by some fucking guy who works for Forbes. And bruv, talking about Forbes. It doesn't make sense that Kanye, right, got replaced with Diddy on the billionaire's list. It doesn't make sense, right? Because, because the message that Forbes is sending out is that, hey, there can only be a handful of black billionaires. And by the way, we are the fucking gatekeepers of billionaires. Right? Forbes is basically saying, bruv, hey, we are the billionaire's institution. Okay, bruv, we call the fucking shots. We label you a billionaire or not a fucking billionaire. It's on us. That's what they're saying. It doesn't make sense for Forbes to say, hey, Kanye is no longer a billionaire because Kanye is no longer working with Adidas. So he's no longer a billionaire. And by the way, FYI, we are going to replace him with P. Diddy. Bro, hey, why can't both of them be on the list? It doesn't make sense, bro. Yo, there's something, there's something off about that. There's something off about a headline that reads, oh, Kanye is no longer a billionaire and he has been replaced by Puff Diddy. There's something wrong with that. Right? Because, bruv, hey, hey, when Mark Zuckerberg became a billionaire, he didn't replace Bill Gates. Right? Bill Gates is still a billionaire. 
When Elon Musk became a billionaire, he didn't replace Mark Zuckerberg. When Jeff Bezos became a billionaire, he didn't replace Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is still a billionaire. He's still balling. He's still got the fucking gua. Hey, why, why is Diddy replacing Kanye West on the list? And why are you motherfuckers so adamant in highlighting the fact that Kanye has been quote unquote replaced? By Diddy. It doesn't make sense. There's something wrong with that. Right? It sounds a little bit. Hey, it feels a little bit. It looks a little bit bruv. It sounds a little bit racist. Let's just call it what it is. Right? Kanye is no longer a billionaire. And he has been replaced by Diddy on the list. Diddy is now a fucking billionaire. And Kanye's not. And he has been replaced. Right? It doesn't sound right. That's all I'm saying. And by the way, by the way, since Kanye is out here losing earth, then, bruv, let's keep it a buck. <laughs> you niggas are proving everything Kanye has been saying right. Right? And listen, bruv, I do not condone the way that Kanye has went about this entire fucking ordeal, right? I do not condone this shit. We Jews, I can't be anti-Semite. First of all, I need my four stadiums back. The 78 media outlets that call me abuser when I was trying to get that heroin addict away from my kids that was tattooing my kids' names on them, Skeet, Pete Davidson, they popping up. You know what I'm saying? It's like they uh, Trevor Noah, not even from America. Right. He just looked black, right? right? Uh, gonna tell, gonna say, yo, Kim, it's gonna get dangerous. So they putting all that he crazy. He's so OJ. Right. My Nori just want the family back together. Right. I just want the family back together. Right. Kim is a Christian. On TMZ, I just saw yesterday. They said. Pete Davidson and Kim have sex by the fireplace to honor their grandmother. It's Jewish Zionists that's about that life, that's telling this Christian woman that has four black children to put that out as a message in the media. So when I drive by and I see the Hulu ads and I say the J.P. Chase Morgan ads, I'm gonna let y'all know right now, the devil is a defeated foe. You can't poison me, and by the way, Y'all done already fuck with me so much. Y'all already black mirrored me. You already made everybody think I'm crazy. You already took my family away. You already separated all my friends. I don't got no celebrity friends. Because when I was on TV, on Instagram saying, I don't know where my child is. And the Kardashians kidnapped my daughter in public. And I didn't have the address of my child. None of these niggas that want to say something Travis now. Travis gave you the address, though. Travis gave me the address. Right. But as far as Meek Mills, no. Puff Daddy, whoever, none of these niggas. All you fake hard niggas, fuck you. Wait, Come, wait, no, no, wait. hold on, hold on. Okay. All you fake hard niggas, fuck you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't give a fuck because you can't shoot nobody anyway. And the reason why you got talks because you did a deal, you fucking fed. You know what I'm saying? That's why you gotta come at me, cause part of the deal for you to be a do all that. 
and get out of jail is that you promise that you're gonna go pull my co-car. So y'all niggas shut the fuck up about me. Now let me say it calm. You niggas shut the fuck up about you shut the fuck up about Michael. Right, right. I'm Michael now. Right, Every right. Michael you can think of, right. but mostly Godfather Michael now. However, y'all are proving Kanye West right. Right? By taking everything away from him, y'all are proving him right that Jewish people run everything. Y'all are proving Kyrie Irving right that Jewish people run and control everything. Y'all are proving them right. Right? By taking Kanye West's livelihood. Y'all are proving Kanye West right. And y'all are proving every single anti-Semitic person out there right. That yeah, Jewish people control the money. Right? And now Kanye can use himself as an example. He can pull up and say, yo bro, look at what happened to me. Right? The moment I started questioning my reality, look at what happened to me. They took everything. Y'all are proving this man right. Right? And again, I repeat, I do not condone the way that Kanye approached this entire thing, bruv. I don't fuck with this fucking Farago. I don't. But all I'm saying is, y'all are proving Kanye right. Okay, hopefully this is my last statement on Kanye and anti-Semitism, but I feel like it won't be. But this is what I wrote. Jews are 2.4% of the population, but 35% of the Forbes 400. African Americans are 13.6% of the population, but only 0.5% of the Forbes 400. Instead of listening to the wealthiest and most outspoken black man in the media about the issues he has with potentially racist and stultifying Jews in the industry, which is what going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people translates to in Ebonics, he is completely excoriated. 92% of U.S. Jews identify as white. Israel is known to suffer from intense racial discrimination against its Arab Mizrahi and Ethiopian communities. To destroy the life of a black man who says he's going to speak up about the oppression African Americans face from white capitalist owners is insanely racist and problematic. I wish Abraham Joshua Heschel was alive today to deal with this. What I think he would do is meet with Kanye and allow him to air his grievances and acknowledge the problematic power imbalance between Jews and African Americans in media and African American society. He would encourage Jews and their allies to take what Kanye says to heart and to see this as a renewed call to anti-racism in all of our society, to support African Americans in their quest to have a seat at the table, and for Jewish people to help African Americans get there. Remember, Jewish Americans have an average net worth of $150,890 and African Americans have an average net worth of $24,000. Beating on Kanye for talking about that only reveals your racism. Have a nice day. I say all of that to say this. Dear corporate America, y'all are fucking up. <laughs> hey, y'all are fucking up because the more you'll take from Kanye West, the bigger he becomes. 
the more influential he becomes and the heavier his words become. His words now carry a lot of weight, right? Because everything he's been preaching has been proven right, right? He came out and said, yo, don't fuck with the Jews. Don't fuck. Hey, bruv, yo, keep your fucking head on a swivel. Don't fuck with Jewish people. Don't fuck with the Jewish community because they control everything. They control the money. So, bruv, if you fuck with them niggas, hey, listen, they're going to take everything from you. That's what Kanye said. In a nutshell. Right? That's what he said. Right? He said, bruv, hey, don't fuck with the Jews because they control everything. They'll take everything from you. And now, and now people are starting to make that link. Right? People are starting to realize that, hey, hey, what Kanye has been saying, you know, it ain't that, it ain't that far off from reality. Right? Niggas are starting to make that fucking link. Niggas are realizing that, okay, cool, listen, he's a fucking lunatic, but bruv, hey, he's not that crazy. At this point, I'm very skeptical of any black person who's rejoicing about what's happening with Ye. Saying stuff like, I'm glad that all of this is happening to him. I need y'all to understand something. Black men specifically have the ability to die twice. They can die a physical death, same as everybody else. But if you say something that certain groups don't like, they will try to destroy your legacy, everything that you've built, because they know your own people don't have the sense to defend you. It's even bled over into Kyrie Irving. People are saying that he should be suspended or he should be fired or benched or whatever because he posted a documentary on his story. As if this grown man doesn't have the ability to watch whatever he wants to. We might not be physically enslaved, but it has shifted to an even more dangerous mental enslavement. We're watching this public lynching happen to black men specifically and some of us are applauding it. Crazy thing is that if we actually stop being fed propaganda and pay attention, we would see that these groups are proving his point. Y'all are fucking up so much that y'all are starting to prove from Hebrews to Negroes right. Y'all are starting to prove Kyrie Irving right. Right? That when you, when you criticize Jewish people, Jewish people take everything from you. Right? Y'all are proving these people right. Y'all are proving black Israelites right. Bruv, yo, the fact that Kanye is now a black Israelite is fucking wild. <laughs> right? Bruv, hey, what a fucking time, bruv. What the fuck is going on, bruv? Fam, yo, what realm is this? What reality is this, bruv? Did we fall into a fucking black hole, bruv? Are we in a whole new fucking universe, bruv? What's handing in? Up is down, down is up. And according to the fucking United Nations, global warming is not a thing anymore. <laughs> right? We live in a crazy fucking time. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Because nothing, nothing makes sense out here, bruv. Nothing. Right? Nothing. Nothing, bruv. Rest in peace to take off. We 
know this might sound weird to say But would you love me if I ran away? I know you probably think I'm insane Ain't nothing changed but the pocket chain I know they gotta feel my pain I made them birds Lauren Hill sing Ain't everywhere I go they know my name Cause I be rapping gang gang Posted with the gang gang Pull up with the gang gang Shoot with the gang gang, gang gang, bang with the gang gang, gang gang, ride out with the gang gang, gang gang, always rip the gang gang. Big body rolls, it be hugging her both lanes She lift her nose up when she want that cocaine I lift my nose up, the limo take propane After my show, we put hoes in the choco At the door, we take cell phone, no photos When they coming in too much, I can't hold trouble Hot, I can't be trapping in these streets, that with the plug for And all I want is nacho And all I want is huncho Pull strings like a banjo And the kids a piano Just what we got, what you got, what you got. Yeah. Waving that Draco She said she love me, but that's someone never know Honestly, that's something I really wanna know Ain't tryna waste my time, it's time to let you go And get back to that back end on the road I can't go outside about a hoe Married to the money I propose Always rep the Dear Marlene Engelhorn and your fucking gang, gang, gang. Hey, how about cut the shit? Okay? Cut the fucking shit, bruv. Hey, you want to give away the money? Hey, bruv, give it away. Bruv, hey, give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away. Give the fucking money away. This bitch has inherited billions of dollars. And she pulled up and said, yo, I'm annoyed. Wait, what? Look at white privilege. Look at white privilege. Right? She pulled up and said, yo, I'm fucking annoyed. I inherited tons of money. And bruv, yo, I would like for it to be taxed away from me. I'm so fucking annoyed. Ugh. Oh my God, I'm so annoyed by this money that my grandmother left me. I'm so fucking annoyed. Bruv, when I saw that shit, I got, I got appalled. Spalled in ball. (laughs) Bruv, yo, when I saw that shit, I got appalled, bruv. This bitch 
is inheriting $4.2 billion in cold, hard cash. Bruv, yo, the Engelhorn family's multi-billion dollar fortune originated with Friedrich Engelhorn, who about 150 years ago in Germany founded BASF. Functions. Describe the world. Everything is described by functions. The sound of my voice on your eardrum, function. The light that's kind of hitting your eyeballs right now, function. The entries you put in your random matrices, Function. It's all function. Different classes in mathematics, different areas in mathematics study different kinds of function. High school math studies second degree one variable polynomials. Calculus studies smooth one variable functions. And it goes on and on. Functions describe the world. BASF is one of the world's largest chemical companies. And bruv, her family is so filthy, right? They're so filthy rich that they have another company. Another major fucking company called Boehringer Mannheim, which produced pharmaceuticals and medical diagnostic equipment. This company was sold to Roche for $11 billion in 1997. Bruv, yo, Marlene Engelhorn is from old money. Okay? Bruv, yo, she's from old, cold, hard, fucking cash money. Real money. Liquid billions. Okay, bruv, that's where, bruv, hey, that's where she's from. She's from old money. I don't know about you. Right? You motherfuckers are from deep slot. You niggas are from old sewage. And listen, bruv, me too. Right? I grew up in a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> okay, bruv? Hey, I grew up in a shitbox. That was back when I was nine. Joey packed a nine. Pack a stand on every porch is fine. We adapt to crime. Pack a van with four guns at a time. With the sliding door. Fuck it up. Fuck you shooting for. If you ain't walking up, you fucking punk. Picking up the fucking pump. Picking up, you sucker, sucker, dick or die. A sucker bunch of all the bullets coming from. Bruv. I used to be a good kid in a mad city. These are all fucking facts, bruv. I grew up in a rat's hole. That's where I'm from. And of course, Onsa Marlene can't relate to that shit. Right? She grew up, bruv. Yo, she grew up in mansions. She grew up riding helicopters to go to school. She grew up with horses. Fun times. I mean, bruv, this bitch has so much privilege to her fucking disposal that, that she's out here talking about being annoyed 
by billions of dollars. Let that shit sink in, bruv. Just, just, just out of, um, yo, how out of touch are these people, bruv? Huh? Just, you know, bruv, just, you know, just, just, how out of, how out of touch? You know what I mean, bruv? Hey, bruv, yo, you know what I mean? Bruv, yo, you know what I mean? These motherfuckers are out of touch. Niggas, niggas are starving in South Sudan. Okay? Niggas are starving in real time. And this bitch is out here talking about her fucking annoyances with the fucking tax system. Oh, oh, I'd like the fucking Austrian government to tax me. Right? Hey, Germany, take the money. Hey, Austria, take the fucking money. I'm annoyed by this money. Bruv, when I saw that shit, I was like, bruh, yo, please pinch me. Fam, I looked at my beautiful black queen and I said, please pinch me. Pinch the fucking boy. Right? This bitch is on, <laughs> this bitch is on the fucking New York Times. Okay? Talking about how much of a burden this money is. Talking about how unfair it is that she has this fucking money. Bruh, when I saw that shit, I was like, bruh, yo, white privilege is different. Legit. Legit, bruh. White privilege, bruh. Yo, yo, this chick is a sententious fuck. Okay? She's out here acting all fucking pious. Like, bruv, hey, we don't believe you. You need more people. Okay, you are not... Hey, Marlene, Marlene, listen. You are not as good as you think you are. Okay? Because, bruv, if you were serious about giving this money away, bruv, hey, you would have given this money away a long time ago. Fam, listen to this part of this New York Times article about Marlene Engelhorn. And I quote, Miss Engelhorn's multiple radio and TV appearances have resulted in dozens of people reaching out to ask her directly for financial help. Right? I mean, bruv, obviously. Obviously, bruv. Hey, obviously. You are all over our fucking TV screens. Who the fuck is this bitch? Are you Rihanna? Are you fucking Beyonce? Are you Kim Kardashian? Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck? Bruv, yo, she's all here yapping. Oh, I'm sick and tired of this shit. I'm tired of the text system. I'd like to get text. Please text me already. Text me now. Um, and in this is a rare case where we we have been we were able to kind of document how Phil Knight uses a bunch of different techniques on top of each other, magnifying the amount that he's able to pass to his heirs uh, tax free. About nine billion dollars so far, and he probably has a plan for the rest. Well, and talk about why you wanted to focus on Phil Knight, because again, for anybody who hasn't read, you really get into detail, sort of how he's been able to do this. Yeah. So. You know, one of the challenges is to explain these things in plain English, because if you, tr if you try to explain them 
um, they just sound so illogical. Like, <laughs> how did, like, how could that be allowed to happen, right? Like, you're basically, one, one of the techniques is you basically give, you're able to give your heirs the chance to profit from an investment that you own. Um, so that's not considered a gift. Like all gifts and all state, all, all air, all money you leave to your kids is supposed to be subject to this 40% tax, but it basically doesn't happen because of these techniques. And so that what we wanted to do with Phil Knight was he, you know, he's not really that extraordinary, really. This, this is happening among billionaires and wealthy people across the country. It's just hidden from view. So who else? So you focused on Phil Knight really, but is this really a widespread thing? I mean, are all rich people doing this? Totally. There was an advisor to Trump who was quoted as saying that only idiots pay the estate tax. Um, So, uh, yeah, we we, see in filings that Jamie Dimon and Eric Yuan of Zoom and uh, they're using these things as well. Um, we just had with Phil Knight, we're able to put the pieces together. Got it. So then, why why is this why does this estate tax even exist? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a bit confused. If it, there are these, uh, what did you call it, lawful tax avoidance that's happening, wh- why does the estate tax? That's exist? a really good <laughs> question. So I, we've sort of been in this weird situation where this estate tax was created a century ago to, to fight inequality, really. It was, it was Teddy Roosevelt saying, we have these swollen fortunes. There's no reason these need to be passed on. We we're going to take, take a bite out of them every generation they go through, and that's going to even out the money. People are, aren't going to inherit money that they, they didn't really earn. Um, well, that sentiment's still out there. We still have, we, we're back to an extreme inequality now. Yeah. But the Republican Party and a lot of um, wealthy people, too, really hate the idea of taxing wealth at death. And it's it became this lightning rod. And Republicans were not under Trump and under George W. Bush were not able to get rid of the estate tax. But what they've instead kind of decided to do is prevent any of these loopholes from being filled. So basically, it's sort of this nudge, nudge, wink, wink situation where um, we have a, a tax on the books that could be potentially very powerful in ra- either raising revenue or c- cutting down on inequality, but it's not really being enforced. Is there something like this for people who are not in the Phil Knight 1% category? I mean, can everyday people lawfully <laughs> avoid taxes like this? Or is this, you know, people who have wealth advisors and, and people who are in this upper echelon? Yeah, no, <laughs> you don't have these options. You know, every time we get our paycheck, the IRS has already taken their bite out of it before we even can spend the money. Um, it's very easy for the IRS to track people like us. Wealthy people um, have other techniques and other ways that they can hide both their income and, and the wealth that's in their estates from, from taxes. And so we have a, a bill in Congress. Democrats are, are talking about maybe cutting, uh, uh, cracking down on some of that with new reporting requirements and really closing down a lot of these loopholes that Phil Knight used. Um, but we'll see if they uh, actually are, you know, pass anything. It's, it's controversial. It's all a fucking charade. Don't believe this shit. Okay? Because, bruv, if she really wanted to give the money away, she would have done it already. Okay, bruv? She's all here talking about, oh, nah, the government needs to do it. Who am I? Right? Oh, oh, the government needs to tax me and then give the money away. The government needs to do this shit. Not me. And I was like, what? what? That doesn't make any fucking sense. That doesn't. Bruv, listen. Hey, that doesn't make any fucking sense because nobody trusts the fucking government.
And I'm pretty sure she doesn't trust the government too. She doesn't fuck with the government because if she believes that the government isn't doing enough to help the poor, if she truly believes that shit, then why would she trust the government with her money? When the government has proven over and over that they don't fuck with the poor, that they are not planning to help the poor, then why would you trust an organization that you are out here criticizing? Why would you trust these niggas with your money? How about do it yourself? Right? If you want to give the money away so bad, give it away. We all want money. We all want money. Niggas are fucked up in Africa. Take your fucking talents to Zimbabwe. Take your talents to Nigeria. Take your talents to Ethiopia. Take your talents to Somalia. Take your talents to the fucking Sudans. Go to fucking Liberia. My nigga, yo, take your talents to the Middle East. People are poor. Take your fucking talents to Skid Row. Niggas are poor. Take your fucking talents to Texas. Niggas are poor. They have homeless people all over the fucking place. Motherfuckers are even morphing into zombies. Take your talents to Johannesburg. Come to my city. And see, bro, come, come over here. And see how fucked up people are. And you are here talking about, oh, the government doesn't do enough. Hey, how about you do it? Right? If you believe that you are right. If you believe that your fucking ideology is the one that we all should be following. How about do it then? Give the money away. How about do it then? Rest in peace to take off. Do it then. What the fuck? Bruv, yo. <laughs> she's not gonna do it because... Marlene is not who she says she is. Right? I mean, bruv, she's on a media tour. Right? She's all over people's TV screens. Right? She's on the fucking radio. Right? Presenting herself to the world. Right? As a moralistic egalitarian. When she's not. You are not, Marlene. And here's how I know that you aren't who you say you are. Right? Here's how I know. And I quote. Right? When people hit her up. When people asked her for financial help. She said it wrecks her to say no. But she believes that it should not be on her to decide who gets her money. Wait, what? End quote. Bruh, wait, what? Huh? Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Who wants to give away the money? Who? Me or you? Who wants you? Hey, bruv, yo, I, I, I'm confused. Who wants you to give away your money? Is it you or your fucking gut? Hey, bruv, hey, 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 Marlene Engelhorn, are you making the fucking decisions or is your gut bacteria making all the fucking decisions? Who's in charge? 
<gasps> Who's in charge of Marlene? Hey, bruv, listen. Sometimes, you know, over here at the fucking might as well audio experience, bruv, it gets, it gets scientific. Right? It gets a bit, a bit metaphysical. I'm just saying. It gets, it gets weird a little bit. When I start asking questions like that, bruv, yo, who's in charge? Huh? Who's in charge? Are you in charge of you? Or is your gut bacteria in charge? Who's who? Who's who in the fucking zoo? Are you who you think you are? Are you who you say you are? Or is your gut bacteria? <laughs> Who you are. Hey, bruv, who are you? What's consciousness? Bruv, I'm asking all the right questions. And I would love. Bruv, hey, I would love it. If Marlene Engelhorn would answer me. Cut the shit, Marlene. Okay? How about take the fucking money and enjoy the money? Cut the shit. Hello, my name is Marlene Engelhorn and I am from Austria. I was born into a rich family and will one day inherit a fortune for which I never had to work. Millionaires should not get to decide whether or not they contribute in a just way to the societies they live in and without which they would never have become millionaires. Social justice is in everyone's best interest. Wealth taxes are the least we can do to take responsibility. Tax us. Bruv, I'm speaking on behalf of every single poor kid worldwide. Okay, bruv? Hey, fam. Hey, imagine being a kid in South Sudan. Right? Just browsing the fucking internet. And then this story pops up. On your Facebook newsfeed. Bruv, how do you feel? Like, bruv, yo, how does it feel to be a poor kid reading this shit, bruv? Yo, yo, listen, listen, I know exactly how it feels. Because even though I'm no longer a poor person, right? Yo, fam, listen, I used to be poor, right? So I read this shit through Lo Maui's eyes. Right? I read this shit through my little fucking eyes when I used to be poor. Right? And this shit offended me. Legit. This bitch is on a fucking tour. She's on a fucking media run. Like she's fucking promoting an album or some shit. Bruh, yo, she's out here talking about how annoyed she is by the billions that her family passed on to her. And I'm pretty sure her family worked hard. And I'm pretty sure some of them were Nazis. But bruv, that's neither here nor there. All I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure that when they were building this wealth, they pictured a bright future for Marlene Engelhorn. Okay, bruv? They pictured, bruv, they pictured nothing but prosperity for their fucking posterity. God damn it. God fucking damn it, bruv. When you good, you good. That's all I'm saying, bruv. When you good, you good. And god damn it, I'm good. Marlene, cut the shit.
cut the shit. If you want to give the money away, give it away. Okay? She pulled up and said, and I quote, I would like tax justice <laughs> to take this impossible decision off of my hands. Marlene, ha-a-man. Ha-a. Ha-a Marlene, ha-a. Marlene. 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 <laughs> Enough. Okay? Enough! Papa fell, oh Papa fell, oh Papa fell, Papa fell. What's a It makes no fucking sense for Marlene Engelhorn to say, yo, I want to give the money away. And then when people ask her for the money, she's like, oh no, I can't. I can't give you the money. Because I believe that it's not my responsibility to give you my money. Wait, what? Hey, it's not my responsibility to give you my money. Wait, what? Huh? Hey, I want to give you my money, but I can't. I can't give you my money because it's not my responsibility to give you my money. Listen, bro. Listen, I get this fucking. Listen, yo. Yo, from a technical perspective, I get it. I understand what she's trying to say. Right? She's trying to say that, hey, the tax system needs to do its job. They need to tax me as a wealthy person. They need to tax me a lot of money. They need to take 90% of my money and then give it up to you. Right? That's how you build an equal society, according to Marlene Engelhorn. You take money from the rich and then you give it to the poor. That You know what I mean? Trickle down economics. Right? That's what she believes. She basically believes in trickle-down economics. Right? A fucking concept that has been proven not to work. The concept of trickle-down economics is not viable. It doesn't work. Because the wealthy tend to hoard the money at the top. So the money never gets to fucking trickle-down to the general pop. Right? That's how it fucking works. <laughs> it doesn't work. That's how it works by not working. Okay, here's a $10 bill. This is garbage. Your people in South Africa, you have your rand, right? That's going to zero. Euros are going to zero. The yen's going to zero. The Chinese currency is going to zero. It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's all going to fucking zero. And then you buy the deal. It's all going to zero. A microsecond. Boom. Like that. And then you buy the deal. My boy Clay had faith in you. You said Asia was max bidding. <laughs> call Kyle and call the devs and do something. All right. I, I don't know what to say. Call the devs and do something. Another cryptocurrency that's going to be just as large as Bitcoin someday. Call the devs and do something. Call Elon. Call the devs and do something. Three Bitcoin. <laughs> And evidently, Marlene believes in trickle-down economics. 
even though it doesn't work, right? Even though it has been proven to be malignant for society, it has been proven to be cancerous for the poor, it doesn't work because the money doesn't make it to the poor, right? It gets hoarded at the top and a little bit in the middle, even though we all know that the middle class doesn't exist. What the fuck is a middle class in 2022, Marlene? Explain, right? Explain, oh, I want to give away my money. And the niggas be like, okay, cool, give me your money. And then she's like, uh, I, I can't. I can't give you my money. Because it shouldn't be my responsibility to give you my money. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's a fucking paradox. Dear Marlene Engelhorn, do you want to give the money away? Yes or no? This bitch is playing games. Right? She loves the fucking attention. Because, bruv, if she really wanted to give the money away, the money would be gone already. Right? Bruv, look at Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. Right? Bruv, she pulled up and said, yo, I want to give this money away. And she did it. She did it. Right? She fucking did it. And then she got married again, and then she got divorced again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So evidently, she was the fucking problem. Let's just keep it a butt. What's the problem? Huh? Hey, Ntontoni Scott, what's the problem? Hey, Smangmang Scott, what's the problem? Huh? What's up with that? What's up with that pum pum? Huh? What's going on? Are your fucking hips lying a lot? Like, what's handing in? Do you have liars for hips? Hey, Smangmang Scott, what, hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? Huh? You got divorced twice in the space of what, over five months? I mean, bruv, yo, nah, something is wrong over there, bruv. Something is wrong. However, that's neither here nor there, bruv. The point is, she wanted to give away her money and she gave her money away. And she's still giving her money away. Because it's a lot of money. It's just billions and billions and billions. It's just fucking billions and billions and billions. Billions and billions and billions, right? It's just too much money, bro. Billions and billions and billions, right? It's just, oh, billions and billions and billions, right? Hey, listen, listen. Hey, billions and billions and billions. Hey, hey, billions and billions and billions. Right? It's just billions and billions and billions. If, hey, listen. If you are sick and tired of those fucking Williams over there, bruv, how about move them billies on billies on billies, bruv, and give them, hey, give them to somebody who needs them. That's all I'm saying. Right? Take those fucking William Burrs and give them away, bruv, them billies on billies on billies. Right? If you got, if you got a Billy Burr too, bruv, give it away. Them billies on billies on billies. Huh? Them billies on billies on billies. You got too many billies. Jeb, bruv. Time is money. Money is time. But how are we printing money if we can't print time? Somewhere down the line, they decoupled the dime. So it continued to climb. Are we no longer aligned? Those bureaucrat bankers, they can't hold a rhythm. Blew their load, they fucked the system. Time to build an actual pendulum. Keep beats and sets, not Benjamin. Say no to banks. Say yes to clocks. Say no to printers. Say yes to blocks. Time's up for fear. It's fuckable.
the new clock to strum its own bass. Time is a process moving the imminent into the real past via the present. Time is a record of a transaction. Open consensus ordered our actions. Let's trade openly, cause I don't trust you, you don't trust me. My time for a token, my token for your time. Don't need j Power to mint a new dime. Better than a dollar, that's one of a kind. Energy back hard money takes a hell of a time. New stats need work from guessing of mine. New blocks release on a cadence design. To keep the miners in sync, to a sure rhythm that links. All the transaction that sings, and all the very distinct. On the time chain, here's the meaning of a fair game. Each guess is a chance to make the same claim. Hard know in advance which block will be passed. Put in the work and you'll be added to the main chain. Nah, there's no profit to cheat. Only a clown take a loss is trying to outcompete. Time will compound against futile lies and deceit. History's written by the victors and we bought the receipt. To, to all, all the dreamers, dreamers, build everything on top. New art, new essence, everything on top. New commerce, new city, everything, everything on top. Eat all their pies cause you know the time chain don't stop. 700k's and they can't catch up to the biggest, the heaviest, the strongest bedrock. Try to nuke our chain? Yeah, we don't give a fuck. TikTok, next block. Time chain, don't stop. Fix, fix the, the money. money, fix the world. Yeah, time is freedom and we own ours. No friction, rent seeking, fake growth, no real gains. When money is time, high quality rain, high quality food, that shit takes time. High quality boo, that shit takes time. High quality world, that shit takes time. Hard money, real cost, changes paradigms. One source of truth and independent response. One set of rules and new reality dawns. Welcome the newfound renaissance. TikTok next block. Time chain don't stop. Marlene Engelhorn has got so many billions that she doesn't know what to do with them. She's fucking confused. She's like, bruv, I don't know what to buy. Right? I don't know what to do with all of this fucking money, bruv. She's got billies on billies on billies. Too many billies. Bruv, yo, we need to name this shit. Legit, because it's a fucking syndrome. It's a fucking sickness. This fucking impasse needs to be named. Legit, because she has reached a place in her life where she's like, bruh, I have so much money that I'm just stuck, right? I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I'm fucking lost in the sauce. I want to give this money away, but the government doesn't want it. I want to give this money away, but I, I can't do it. Because I don't want this fucking responsibility in my hands. Who the fuck am I, Thanos? That's who you are, Marlene. Right? Hey, hey, you are Thanos. You got billions on billions on billions. Legit, bruv. You can, bruv, yo fam, you can easily, you, you can snap the fucking poverty away, bruv. Legit. Give the money away, you got too many billies. Right? And now you are stuck. You don't know what to do with the money, bruv. Yo, it's a syndrome. We have to name it. And bruv, yo, I think, I think I have the perfect name for such an impasse. I have the perfect name for such a dilemma. Right? Like, bruv, yo, imagine having so much money that you are just fucking stuck, bruv. Yo, that's a fucking syndrome, right? And the name that I got huh, is as follows. The Mark Williams Syndrome. Oh, my God. Right? 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 Yo, yo, Marlene Engelhorn is struggling out here, bruv. Yo, she's got, she's got... The Mark Williams 
syndrome. Yo, bruv, she has MWS. God damn it. She's got MWS. The Mark Williams syndrome, bruv. I coined that. That's my shit. I coined that. Right? It's fucking November 2022. And I coined that. That's my shit. She has MWS, bruv. The Mark Williams syndrome. God damn it, I'm good. Right? She's got too many billies. She has a fucking Williams problem. Hey, she's got hey a fucking Williams problems. Billies on billies on billies. Uh, billies on billies on billies. Uh, too much money. Give it away. Give it away. And cut the shit. Right? Cut the fucking shit, bruv. Oh, I care about humanity. No, you don't. Okay? Oh, I'm the product of an unequal society. Because otherwise, I could not be born into multi-billions. I would just be born and nothing else. Bruv, you think that shit is fun? Like, bruv, the nerve of this bitch, bruv. You think just being born, Justin J, J-U-S-T, is fun? Is that what you think, bruv? You see, bruv, this is what happens when people think that poverty is glamorous. <laughs> right? This is what happens. Right? We live in a society where people who used to be poor, right? People who are now good, however they used to be poor, bruv. Yo, they like to glorify poverty. They like to fucking reify their past. Like, yo, yeah, I grew up in a shack and, and my mom, you know, struggled for ends meet and my dad wasn't there. I grew up in a rough neighborhood. Life was tough, but I made it out. Right? I made it out because that place is my foundation. I'd be like, what the fuck? Stop praising that shit. Bruv, I grew up in a rat's ass and that shit wasn't fun. Okay? These are all fucking facts. These niggas be out here talking about, oh yeah, I would like to just be born. You think, bruv, you know, you know, Marlene, Marlene, you grew up in a mansion. Okay? Stop with this fucking sententious shit. Cut it! Right? You grew up in a mansion with fucking butlers and shit. Bruv, embrace that. Love that. Because we all wish that we had that. We all wish we had that. Love it. Celebrate it. That's your fucking heritage. That's your past. That's your family. That's who you are. Those are your fucking roots. Right? Those fucking mansions are your foundation. Love them. Celebrate them. Don't be out here talking about, oh, society is unequal. And I grew up with billions and that shit right there is so unfair. Right? It sucks that I was born into wealth. I'm pretty sure that it was going to be nice, right? To just have been born. I would like to just, you know... Just have been born Justin J.J.U.S.D. Next for Condor for no fucking reason at all. You think that shit is fun. Right? You think that shit is fun. Listen. Listen. The truth is. Marlene and her people are just. Are just spoiled. You know what I mean? 
Like they are just fucking spoiled. They don't get it. <laughs> right? They really don't. Legit. Growing up poor is not fun. Okay? Just being born and nothing else is not fun. Okay? Like, bruv, moving around without resources is not fun. It ain't fun. Right? She has a fucking organization called Text Me Now. Right? This fucking organization is asking for higher taxes on the wealthy. Bruv, I'm pretty sure that most wealthy people, especially the self-made, the truly self-made, they're out there going, bitch, what? Huh? Higher taxes on who or on me? Hey, no! Don't take my money! Hey, bruv, yo, give away your gua. I worked hard for mine. These bitches are out here squandering generational wealth. Bruv, while other communities are fighting to build generational wealth. These fucking bodies are out here just going, oh yeah, I'm so annoyed by it. I'm annoyed by generational wealth. I think that we own too much stuff. We have too many things. And listen, bruv, listen, y'all know my views with regards to overconsumption, right? I don't like accumulating stuff. I don't like just like having a bunch of shit. I don't. Bruv, I have like what? Two pairs of jeans. I have like five pairs of sneakers. And I have just, just you know, maybe ten black t-shirts. And that's it. And maybe one or two jackets like that. That's that. Right? That's that. I just, you know, like I, I don't like just collecting a bunch of shit. Just having a bunch of shit. And they say, well, it's, it's not all about the money. Well, your kids can't eat legacy. The patches on my trunk, that's 30 man alone. So who's really the smartest one in the sport of boxing? If you, don't, if you guys don't want to see me do no exhibitions, don't come. Don't watch. When it comes to legalized bank robbing, I'm the best. I don't care if y'all write good stories. I don't care if y'all write bad stories. At the end of the day, I will always have a last laugh. Damn, I'm writing this story about Floyd. But look at the house I go to. And look at the house he go to. Then all the guys that y'all said was extraordinary, the Canelos and the Pacquiao's, I made them look ordinary. And then when I see it's a chance for me to do a heist, a quick, <laughs> a quick heist, at the end of the day, I'm the smart one. They say, oh, Floyd don't look good like he used to look. My bank account looking better and better each and every day. I personally don't like to buy a bunch of shit. However, had past generations of the Mountland collected a bunch of shit, right? Collected a bunch of cars, houses, and hoarded money, and then went on to pass on all of that shit to me. Bruv, yo, I was out here gonna be like, huh, it's fun, <laughs> right? I was gonna be like, look, listen, listen. I didn't buy all of this shit, okay? My forefathers did. However, however, they left it all to me. And bruv, I'm gonna enjoy it, okay? I'll give some of it away 
to charity or some shit. However, most of it, hey, I'm keeping it. Okay? I'm keeping most of it. All fucking facts. And then passing it on to subsequent generations. That's how it works. Okay? And that's how it should work. Marlene is a victim. Okay, bruv? She's a victim of white privilege. And her fucking white privilege runneth over to a point where she doesn't see that she's acting like a cunt. She doesn't see that. I was already dead again. You can hurt me, only God. Party till I die. With my chin up high. Fuck em all, fuck em Twerk like it's my last day on this earth. Let the dollar make a work, work. Party till I die. With my chin up high. Fuck em all. Marlene is so blinded by her privilege that she doesn't see how she presents to the world, right? She presents as ungrateful and she doesn't see that. In her head, she's a hero. Right? And she's not. Bruv, I'm pretty sure that every single radio interviewer or TV interviewer that has ever interviewed her, like, yo, I'm pretty sure they went on to talk behind her back. Like, bruv, what the fuck? Like, what? what's up with this bitch? You know? Like, what's, that? Like, what's going on there? Like, bruv, I'm pretty sure that she has left. A lot of people just flabbergasted. She has left a lot of people just fucking lost in the fucking sauce, confused, right? As to what her mission is exactly. Because she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. And bruv, listen, me, hey, me now I know. Hey, me, hey, me I know. Me, aha, me, 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 me I know. Me I know. She's got billies on billies on billies, right? Me, I know what's going on over here, bruv. Me, hey, me, me, I know. Hey, it's all for publicity. She's bored. Right? She's fucking bored. She's got more money than God. She's bored. She doesn't know what the fuck to do with herself. She's bored. She's just a little rich girl searching for a hobby. And she found it. Right? Right? She went out there searching for a fucking hobby. And she found it. This is it. It's only a fucking hobby to her, bruv. It's nothing serious to her. Right? Meanwhile, everybody all around the world is talking about this bitch. Oh, she wants to give away her money. Oh, she wants to save the world. Dear Marlene, nobody can save the world. Okay? Because evidently, the world is saving itself. <laughs> okay? Hey, hey, dear Greta Thunberg, nobody can save the world. Bruv, yo, Greta Thunberg now has a coffee table book. <laughs> the book is called The Climate Book. And word is, word is, <laughs> now Greta Thunberg is going after capitalism. Right? She wants capitalism to be abolished. 
You see, bruv, again, 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 these people don't get it. Number one, number one, here's the thing. I don't, I don't fuck with capitalism, right? I don't, right? Because at the core of capitalism, it's just, it's just rot, right? It's a rotten system, right? However, this system has saved a lot of people. Right? Look at our fucking life expectancy. It's up because of capitalism. Niggas used to die at the age of 30. Now niggas die at the age of 80, 90. Some people make it to 120 because of capitalism. Capitalism has financed or funded scientific research. Right? The reason why we have the pills that we have is because of capitalism. The reason why you can hear this shit is because of capitalism. The reason why I'm able to record this shit is because of capitalism. Right? It's a fucking disastrous and and messy system. However, it has created or generated a lot of beauty. For a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise have that beauty. Right? So before we shit on capitalism, we need to salute capitalism. Because Greta Thunberg is a product of capitalism. Right? She has a platform because of capitalism. She's alive today because of capitalism. She's able to talk that shit because, hey, capitalism. She's out here selling a book because capitalism. Right? Greta, Greta Thunberg, listen. If you believe that capitalism needs to be abolished, how about give your book away for free? Don't sell it. Hey, hey, Greta Thunberg, it's simple. Simple, right? Print millions of copies of that book. And then give it away. How about that? Give it away. Hey, give it away. Right? You are fucking egalitarian, right? You believe that everybody is equal. That's what you believe in. Give the book away for free. Don't sell the coffee table book. Give it away for free. I want to see something. Hey, Greta Thunberg. I want to see something. Give it away for free. Right? You see, bruv? See what happens in the game, bruv? People don't practice what they preach. Right? Like, bruv, I'm different. I'm an animal because I believe that one shouldn't make money from everything they do. Yes. 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 Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy.
Bakanya Bakanya Abusababo Abusababo I don't believe in the concept of multiple streams of income. I don't believe in that. I think we need to get to a place where we we have fun. Right? Some things need to be passion projects and that's it. I'm not saying don't make money. All I'm saying is most things that one does shouldn't be for money. Right? You should do some things or most things, in my case, right, for fun or just for expression. And I think that when a person does everything for money, like, you know, some of their dopest work gets tainted, right, because the laissez-faire, right? So I don't believe in that, right? I'm not, I'm not super into capitalism however i understand its benefits i understand the good of capitalism I, I'm, all, I'm all for that right however i believe in practicing what you preach and i always come through and say yo capitalism is messed up right it's horrible right and of course it's not sustainable in the long term right i always come through and say that shit over here and bruv I, I fucking practice that. I don't make money from this podcast. Nor do I want to make money from this podcast. This is for fun. Right? This is a form of therapy. People pay thousands of rands, thousands of dollars for therapy. Motherfuckers be out here talking about your better help. Meanwhile, this nigga, this nigga doesn't know anything about the world. This fucking nigga has never left Tembisa. Right? You motherfuckers be out here talking to strangers. You niggas be out here paying strangers for advice. Right? I do this shit for free. I talk to myself every single week for free. I get to fucking, yo, bruv, I get to express myself fully for free. Right? This shit, yeah, yeah, my podcast is backed by a luxury brand. But, bruv, XO Royalty provides me with equipment platform right fly shoes right like i do this for fun the jib bruv right when i went into partnership with exo royalty bruv the first thing i said to them was bruv listen i don't want money and they tried to pay me they were like yo like well, what do you need like yo can we give you this can we give you this bag that bag this number i was like nah 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 Na 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 na, na na na, right? I was like, mm -mm -mm -mm. I'm cool, right? I'll do this shit for free because I love it. Just give me the fucking platform, get me a good mic, right? And let me cook. That's all I need. This is therapy. I'm chilling here, bruv, by myself, talking to myself.
right? And then I'm going to fucking edit this shit, put it together, and then give it to you. Right? But that last, that last part of this entire process, bro, it happens after I have fully expressed myself. After I had, I had freed everything that's been eating me up inside. This is therapy for me. So, bruv, I practice everything I preach. And many people don't. Many people don't practice what they preach. Right? Greta Thunberg doesn't fuck with capitalism. But she's selling her book. She's selling her book. Right? Marlene Engelhorn wants to give away her money. And then when people say, yo, give me the money. When people say, yo, hey Marlene, give me the gua. Right? I have a child who's dying from cancer. And the fucking medical bills are killing me, Marlene. Give me the gua. Right? What the fuck does Marlene say to those people? She's like, nah, I can't. I can't. I don't want to be responsible for giving you my money. Ain't that some shit? Right? And then she claims that she wants to give away the money. It's fucking, it's silly. We live in a crazy fucking world, Marlene. We've got bigger fucking problems, Greta Thunberg. The world is in disarray. Okay? The world is in disarray, bruv. So I get it. Capitalism is horrible. I fucking get it. But bruv, hey, when you pull up wildin', right? As a as an activist, when you pull up wildin', saying a lot of shit, bruv, hey, how about how about understand the repercussions of that? Because most of you niggas just talk. Right? Most of you niggas, yo, y'all just be out here yapping. Just talking all day or a dead day. You niggas don't fucking get it. Okay? Everything, bruv, has a deeper, darker criminal link. Everything. You motherfuckers don't get it. Oh, oh, capitalism is horrible. Yes, it is. However, when you call for <laughs> when you call for capitalism to be abolished, right? You have to you have to pull up with real solutions. You have to pull up with legitimate alternatives. You can't just say, "Oh, oh capitalism is horrible. Let's try communism." Right? Niggas are trying it and failing. Okay? We need something new. Uh, but my fear is that this regulatory state, it's going to crack down on an industry that the regulators, they really don't understand yet. And it's going to force the next generation of financial tech to be created outside of our country. And well, we can't let that happen. So, Mr. Brooks, it's, it's good to see you again. Uh, where do companies draw the line and say that enough is enough with this anti-innovation quote, regulation by enforcement, uh, and then just decide to take their industry elsewhere to another country. Where's the line? Well, Mr. Budd, it's good to see you, and thank you thank for you. that question. What I would say is, in some aspects of the industry, the line is super clear. There are some products that are legal in other countries and are just not legal here. So I take some of the investment products we've talked about earlier today, for example, exchange-traded funds. 
One of the things that makes crypto risky is that consumers may not understand the difference between one token and another token. And so they may want to diversify much as I own an S&P 500 mutual fund. We don't allow that in the United States. We do allow it in Canada. We allow it in Germany, Singapore, Portugal, and a number of other places. So if you're a developer of those products, there's no fuzzy line. It's super clear. You can't do that here. So you have to go abroad. Okay. There are some other places. Can can you say why we can't do that here? Sure. It's because the Securities and Exchange Commission has consistently refused to approve products that other G20 nations have approved. So we're behind the curve? Unquestionably. So given your previous experience running the OCC, I'd love to hear your perspective on where a regulator, where a regulator's authority begins and ends. Remember the joke earlier this year that everything's infrastructure? Well, um, it seems like Chairman Gensler thinks that everything is a digital asset that he can regulate. Uh, he cites the Howey and the Reeves test without providing any other explanations. So, Mr. Brooks, what are we missing? Because Chairman Gensler clearly doesn't see a limit to his regulatory authority in this area. Well, Congressman, one thing I learned um, running you know, my, my little agency is that the U.S., and this is not specific to crypto, the U.S. is sort of unique among the developed countries in our fragmented approach to regulation. So, so when I hear people talk about the idea that we need one regulator for crypto, I would say we should first have one regulator for banks, but we have three of them. Or if you're an investment bank, five of them. So that's inherent in the system that we've got. What I say to that is the last thing we need to do is add another regulator to a system that's already got dozens of regulators. What we need to do instead is have parity for crypto activity along with traditional finance. If I'm a crypto lending platform, I should probably be regulated by the FDIC. If I'm a crypto trading platform, I should probably be regulated by the CFTC and SEC. But somehow we treat crypto because it's new as different from everything else. And I'm going to argue that crypto is just a step function improvement in the system. We already have a regulatory system. The laws are super clear how it works. But there's something about crypto that scares people. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because it's new. But I remember in my banking law class when banks were first allowed to use computers to keep ledgers, people sued over that at the time. I remember when I was a second-year lawyer and we got email and the ABA said lawyers couldn't use email because it would travel over this mysterious network of computers. These all seem ridiculous today, but it seems like we haven't really learned the underlying lesson, which is technology usually advances human flourishing. We have a regulatory system. Let's use it. Thank you for that. Uh, Ms. Haas, as you're aware... Crypto against the fucking world. I'm all for coming up with a new fucking system. I'm all for that. We need something new. I get it. However, however, capitalism kind of works. Okay? Capitalism is the best system we have right now. Right? Until we find a better fucking solution. Right? A better alternative than what we have. Socialism doesn't work. Communism doesn't work. Right? Feudalism doesn't work. Capitalism works. That's all I'm saying. It works. Is it horrible? Yes. The fucking good, the bad, all of that. But it works. Right? So come up with something better, Greta. Don't just fucking yap. Niggas just talk. Right? Without understanding, like, what's gonna happen once capitalism gets abolished. Or without without fully grasping 
the fucking disaster that would pop off if capitalism was to get cancelled without a solid fucking alternative. People just fucking talk. How dare you? For example, last week Monday, the General Industries Workers Union of South Africa released a statement calling for the abolition of all South African royalty. The union is a rare voice of dissent in a country where traditional monarchs are usually presented as untouchable, despite the cost to the taxpayer. Fam, hey. Can somebody please tell the General Industries Workers Union of South Africa to shut the fuck up? Okay? Because what they are presenting is a catalyst for a civil war. These niggas don't get it. Like, motherfuckers just yap. Right? Hey, this is not Europe. Okay? TIA, this is Africa. Tessa, Tess Arnold, this is South Africa. Tessa. Right? This is South Africa. Shit is different over here. Okay? You niggas, yeah, yeah, you niggas are targeting the Zulu royal family. I know. I know. Right? Because y'all stated that the 67.3 million rands that the Zulu royal household received from the KwaZulu-Natal provincial government for the 2022-2023 financial year will be used in part to maintain and cater for six royal palaces, including a fleet of luxury cars for the royals, payment of royal aides and praise singers, school fees for royal children in the country's top schools. Right? We get it. We get it. Right? You niggas don't fuck with the Zulu royal family. Who does? Huh? Who does except for, you know, Zulu people? Right? Nobody. Listen, we all don't fuck with the Zulu royal family. However, we know what would happen if the Zulu royal family was to be abolished. We know. We know. Right? Everybody knows. Y'all know, bruv, hey, y'all know what would happen. Okay? Some things, bruv, yo, yo, I, I just believe that, you know, like, so some things should just be, just, some things should just be left alone. <laughs> Bruv, don't get me wrong, right? It's fucked up. It's fucked up that the Zulu royal family received 67 million rands from the government. It's fucked up. However, you know, some things are not worth it. Like, it's not worth it to go to war with the Zulu royal family. It's not worth it, right? Most taxi drivers and taxi owners in South Africa 
Azulu. And, uh, you know, it, it would be problematic if the government was to say to the Zulu royal family that, hey, yo, you niggas are not going to get any more funding from the government. Right? It would be problematic for the government to say, yo, nah, you niggas are ass out. From today going forward, the Zulu royal family will not be receiving any more funds from the state. That is dangerous. Right? It's dangerous because, lest we forget that, the Zulu royal family has a deal in place with the ANC. Lest we forget that <laughs> taxi associations in South Africa have a deal in place with the ANC. Lest we forget that. When the ANC got into power in 1994, they struck a deal with the Zulu royal family. They promised them that, hey, we are not going to cancel you niggas. Right? We are not going to eradicate you niggas. Right? They struck a deal. Right? Lest we forget. So, bruv, when I see, you know, shit like this from these fucking unions over here, bruv, I'd be like, listen, it's cute, you know, to have all of these fucking leftist, you know, ideologies. You know, it's cute, bruv. It's fucking cute. But the world doesn't work like that. Right? This is the fucking dark side of capitalism. The world doesn't work like that. Right? The world is not an ideal place. Like, I think people don't get it. People don't get it. Motherfuckers are out here complaining. Oh, oh, the new king, Misu Zulu, right? Is going to earn 1.2 million rands from the government every single year. Yeah, they have a deal. Study history. It's not worth it to go after the Zulu royal family. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Just leave it alone. Right? Let it be. Right? This is South Africa. Tissa. <laughs> this is it. Tess Arnold. Hey, Tessa. Hey. Tessa. Hey. Tess Arnold. This is South Africa, bruv. Leave this shit alone. The world has too many problems, bruv. You feel me? We've got too many problems fucking problems right cut the shit you know cut the shit bruv we live in a crazy fucking world right North Korea bruv what the fuck are they doing bruv North Korea fired more than 20 missiles it was 23 to be exact last week Wednesday in the direction of South Korea. And at least one of those fucking missiles landed near the rival's tense sea border. South Korea retaliated by firing its own test missiles, sending some citizens to evacuate in underground shelters. World War III is going to happen sooner or later. 
Okay? Buckle the fuck up, bruv. Buckle up. Yo, my advice to the world is, hey, have fun. Okay? Live your life like it's fucking golden, bruv. Live your life like it's a slice of pizza. Like Papa John's. Right? Who evidently dropped the fucking N-word a bunch of times. And he's still out ya. Right? He's still out ya having fun. Make your money. He's still rich. Right? This fucking guy still hasn't been replaced by another rich fucking Italian guy. <laughs> right? He dropped a bunch of N-words for cultural purposes. And he's still out ya. Right? So, bruv, enjoy your life. Right? If you are white, my nigga, yo, use the fucking N-word. And evidently, the use of the N-word on Twitter jumped by almost 500% after Elon Musk's takeover as trolls test the limits of free speech on Twitter. It's fun times. My advice is, have fun. Right? Have fun. Drop the fucking N-word a bunch of times. Enjoy yourself. Live your life like fucking Paul Pelosi, my nigga. Well, it's over and over. Oh, oh, no. Oh, 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 no. I got school right on the way to time. Well, it's over and over. Oh, oh, no. Oh, 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 no. I got school right on the way to time. My God's talking, said he would ride on a wind and tide. Hey, children, stop, steal, and listen to me. God walked down to the brandy sea. He declared that the evil was the sin for man. And then he decided to destroy the land. He spoke to Noah, Noah, stop. He said, Noah, I want you to build me an ark. I want you to build it three cubits long. I want you to build it big and strong. I want it 50 high and 50 wide so it will stand the wind. And that is oh, oh no, oh, oh no, oh, oh no, I got to go to ride on the wind and tide, but it's a oh, oh no, oh, oh no, oh, oh no, I got to go to ride on the wind and tide, Then Noah began to hew and build The ringing of the hammer cried judgment The hewing of the salt cried sin repent A hundred years he hammered and sawed Building the ark by the grace of God Now when the ark was done, God's voice was heard He said, now Noah, let me tell you what to do Call in the animals two by two So he called them in the ark Two by two, he called the birds The ox with the kangaroo Then he called and jumped back to ham and sham Then God began to flood the land He raised his hands to heaven on high Shook the stars and moon from the sky Shook the mountain, he troubled the sea Hit the wind to his chariot to wheel He stepped on land, stood on the shore And he climbed that time, it wouldn't be no more for his Paul Pelosi is out there having fun. He's having a good time. Legit, bruv, he understands what life is all about. Right? 
Life, bruv, hey, life is all about making money. So he gets it. He's out there chilling, trading stocks and bonds. Insider trading, jerking off to an image of Nancy Pelosi and AOC smashing their fucking boobs together, bruv. For cultural purposes, of course, he's out there chilling in his fucking meandies. Right? With his fucking gay lover. Mr. David DePape. Bruv, he's out there exploring his fucking sexual side. And this fucking guy is 80 plus. He's 80 plus. Bruv, have fun. Have a good fucking time. Get your fucking skull cracked with a fucking hammer. Have fun. Right? Have fun, bruv. Break into a politician's house for cultural purposes. Right? Just have fun. Have a good time. Right? Because that's what life is all about. Life is all about just fucking, yo, yo, seizing the moment. Right? What do they call it? Cup of diem? Right? Cup of diem. Legit, bro. Cup of fucking diem, my nigga. Cup of DM, have a good fucking time. Right, pull up on Twitter, pay $8, and get your fucking account verified. Have fun! It's all about the culture! And Elon Musk gets it. Right? Elon Musk is a billionaire, and he's out here having fun. He's out here seizing all the fucking moments. Hey, Marlene. Marlene, learn from Elon. Okay? Learn from Elon. That's how billionaires behave. Or at least that's how billionaires are supposed to behave. You're supposed to move fast and destroy everything in your path. Okay? That's what being a fucking billionaire is all about. Marlene, learn from Paul Pelosi. He's out there making money. Right? He's out there just fucking manipulating the fucking stock market. Because that's what life is all about. Learn from those niggas. That's how rich people are supposed to behave. All fucking facts. If you've got billies on billies on billies. Right? If you've got billies on billies on billies. You have to move fast and destroy everything. Everything. Right? I love that shit about billionaires, bruv. I love that shit. I love the fact that billionaires don't care about you and I. They don't. They don't give a fuck. Right? They run the fucking world. These niggas, bruv, these motherfuckers have rockets. These niggas are planning to leave the fucking planet. Do you understand me, bruv? Do you understand what I'm saying, bruv? These niggas are planning to leave planet Earth. They are sick and tired by planet Earth. They are annoyed by you and I. They are annoyed by planet Earth. That's how billionaires behave. Billionaires never get annoyed with their fucking money, bruv. They love their money. Right? They never get annoyed with their fucking gua, no. Right? The things that annoy billionaires, bruv, is shit like fucking workers' unions. Workers' rights. <laughs> right? That, that type of shit, bruv. Yo, rules? Rules annoy billionaires. Laws annoy billionaires. 
Billionaires love poverty because the more poor people we have on this here planet, the more customers they have. Ain't that beautiful? Huh? Hey, Marlene, ain't that fucking beautiful? Hmm? You inherited billions because your family's chemicals and pharmaceutical companies sold those fucking pharmaceuticals and chemicals to poor people. Ain't that, ain't that beautiful? Huh? Y'all sold chemicals to poor people. And bruv, y'all, they kept on coming back because they are poor. Right? They can't just fucking hoard the chemicals and save them for a rainy day. No. Right? They buy these fucking chemicals bit by bit. Stop right there! Stop! No! 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 No!
Now, South Africa says it will allow a sanctioned Russian oligarch to dock his super yacht in Cape Town. The $521 million vessel, which belongs to Alexei Mordashov, an ally of Russian leader Vladimir Putin, left Hong Kong earlier this week. Well, I'm joined now by our correspondent, Pumza Filani. Uh, just, uh, Pumza, if you could tell us a little bit more about this story. Right, Yelda. So this is a story that's causing some sort of controversy here in South Africa. And one of the reasons for that is that this businessman who is whose vessel is en route to South Africa was recently sanctioned by the US and the EU because of that close relationship that he enjoys with President Vladimir Putin. The US at the time said this decision was around frustrating the efforts of Russia's elites in their supposed support of President um, Vladimir Putin. At, at the time when he was reacting to this, Mr. Modashov said that he felt that the he didn't understand why he was being targeted and that he'd had no influence over the Kremlin and had stayed completely out of Russian politics. Now, enter South Africa. South Africa, eh, from day one, from when the war broke out between Russia and Ukraine, have maintained their stance that this is an issue they believe should be handled through a mediated effort. They have said that their stance is non-aligned. They are not choosing either Russia or Ukraine and said, in fact, that the office of the UN Secretary General should be at the forefront of trying to resolve this conflict. And it's along those lines that they are also here choosing to stay out of the politics, as it were, saying to me earlier when I spoke to them that they are seeing Mr. Uh, Modashov is a businessman like no, like any other who travels to South Africa on business interests. Uh, Pumza, we're just looking at the, the image of, of that uh, yacht there. Uh, is the South African government feeling, feeling the pressure uh, given, given the sanctions at the moment and, and the international reaction uh, to what's going on in Ukraine? Look, if they are yelled at, they're certainly not showing it up front. When I spoke to the presidency spokesperson, Mr. Vincent Maguena, he says that a lot of the reaction that has come out so far against Russia has been from the West, that they, South Africa, see themselves as an independent and sovereign state and will follow whatever laws are placed but they will not be intimidated into taking a stance. They're saying that they are not refusing to participate with any processes that are put in place, but what they will do is once there are UN sanctions against anyone and that person travels to South Africa, that is when they are duty bound to act. Until that happens, they say individual countries are free to make whatever decisions they want, trade blocks are free to make whatever decisions they want, and they're refusing to be drawn as a pawn, as it were, in this conflict between Russia, Ukraine, and the stance that the West has taken in support of and Russia. And just very briefly, Pumza, do we know the location of, of the yacht right now? I know I said it uh, set off from Hong Kong about a week ago. It is expected to arrive in South Africa around the 9th of November. We currently aren't sure of its exact whereabouts. The authorities have told me when I asked them of this that they're not keeping a super close eye on it, again, because they've got no incentive or reason to. American appetites to see these people that way. I said, how can you say that? They said, well, look, it's what these artists know. It's what they, black people, uh, create. It's a matter of fact, our surveys say it's what they want to hear, which speaks of a sickness. How do we live in a society where somebody says, you know what, I'm inspired to write a song that celebrates murdering another person. And then a person says, I'd like to put that on my station. Another person said, I'd like to pay for it. And then there's people out here in the audience that go, I'd love to hear it, as long as it's black guys. Because even white people buy rap music, buy this type of stuff, because we know that when we want to hear about killing each other, we know who to turn to for that type of inspiration. 
We call it our music. We say we own it. White people buy more rap than black people. Yeah, but we're very careful to turn it down at the stoplight when other black people are there. Why? Because we know we're just pretending for them. Talking that shit, you will never be rich. I didn't fuck with your chick, I won't hold you. I am that nigga she fucks with. I'm also that nigga she talked to. You only a nigga though. How do you figure you must have missed it? That's the old you. I wonder if you whack on purpose. As your cap and neck don't nervous. My forehead touching her forehead. One more head touching the surface. She biting and scratching the surface. She long, she can take it, she perfect. She twitching, she glitching, she gone. Another guy, her hands in the sky, this surface. Fuck all this going back and forth. I ain't playing tennis. She said you asked where she was going. Why you in my business? This ain't clue who is you and why is you suspicious? Just be a man, Peter Pan, understand that she F-R-E-E all the way free. She can be a whole freak when she pull up to me. Wait till she S-I-N-G-L-E again. But don't get your hopes up. We broke up, but still friends. Uh, we be done, she just playing with it. Fuck around, I'm just laying in it. What the fuck we got to do today is all I'm saying, girl, let me stay in it. Fuck around, write my name in it. Make it rain, hurricane in it. Not the same, I'ma change in it. Lose my mind, go insane in it. I'm the truth, please believe me. I don't think that you should leave me, cause be a billboard or TV, either way you gon' see me. Being with me can be hard, but trust me, being my ex ain't easy. So don't be tripping, don't be needy, cause I be chillin', I be breezy. I'm not the one you want the dice with, I'm the one you spend your life with. I done seen it, I got vision, girl, I'm a little something like a psychic. My tailor said that you a nice fit, I said beg the difference, you a tight grip. That shit real and our shit clear, and you can tell it when the light hit. Most from rural villages in Limpopo, Pretty became a civil engineer and her husband Mashudu a geologist. Their decision to go independent and form a consultancy 11 years ago brought hard work and reward. What are some of the unique challenges you faced building your own home as opposed to somebody else's? Uh, building your own house, at least you've got liberty. You know what you want, but when you're building somebody's house, at times you find that, I mean, people always change uh, and uh, whatever they bring forward. Some clients are very difficult. Mm. So, but when you're building your own house, at least you know that you're only dealing with yourself. <laughs> How do you guys balance being partners in the business aspect and then coming back home and also having kids and everything else? We are well able to differentiate the stresses that we he go through as the CEO of the company and the stress that I go through as the MD of the company. So he understands my stresses, I understand his stresses. So we are well able to balance it when we come back home. As to now, we can take a break, we are at home. Let us be husband and wife and leave the stresses of work at work. Then that is how we normally balance it here at home. Well, I can't wait to see this getaway that you guys come to after all the stress of business life. Their ally in creating a home for entertaining and family was interior designer Elisha Allendale. One of the most striking features, especially when you walk in, is the spherical chandelier. Who thought of that idea? Well, I think the initial design started with the staircase, and uh, we tried to bring in a lot of the circular elements. And uh, initially, when we saw those lights, I think um, they just really popped, and we decided that that has to be, you know, the, the focal point for this particular staircase as well to complement it. The interiors that are in here seem to fit so perfectly. Were they specifically designed for the space? Each item in this particular home has been customized to fit each individual space. And that being said, in the formal lounge, we wanted to bring in the circular element again with the coffee tables, and you'll see the pop of the gold that ties in with the lighting, and uh, the sort of marble detail that kind of inlays the coffee table just brings a bit of luxurious to that particular room. 
As glamorous is the four-meter-long, 12-seater table where lunch or dinner is always an event. So this being the dining room, so I think in particular, you know, we can't... But a lot, of, a lot of great things, hip-hop came out of the Bronx. Like, that That has yeah. given us sure good things. Yeah. But unfortunately... At least they got hip-hop, you know. Well, it's... It, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it came out of the Bronx. It couldn't have that's come right. out of Long Island, where I lived. Mm-mm. It would never have... Hip-hop would have never emerged from Levittown... No. No. Long Island, it, which no. is did, but now it that, is. I mean, that's who got rich from him. That is exactly who got rich. Yes. No, so even yeah. in that sense, if yeah. you packed a bunch of people <laughs> way uptown in the buildings, right, cost nothing. Yes. Also, yeah, their squalor will create music that you will get rich from. That's right, and then and eventually they, will, they steal. will they'll get a little money, but what you can count on, you will get the lion's share because they'll die. Right. Because it's going to be bad. Yeah. And you're going to take the money. I'm sure Biggie's mom gets a check. But it's not. But it's not the check that. She deserves. You know, uh, uh, Josh. Josh gets. Josh Robin gets. He might get a bigger check. He gets a far bigger. A far bigger check. keep coming. I just, I bought a Biggie album on iTunes recently. Yes. I like to listen to him when I'm jogging. Yeah. It's the best. Uh, but, uh, you know, his mom. It's not. 14, 14 cents. Yeah. Well, those deals so are. This keeps yeah. on working. This thing is keeps on working. Yeah, system. these three sixty deals that musicians sign, yeah. which is like a deal where they give you an advance, and then they recoup the advance, and it, it's designed to keep you in debt. It's designed to keep you like constantly not earning money. It's designed to keep you like beholden to the record company. That's right, and everything they give you, they, they you think they're giving you stuff, right? Like right. they say, "Hey, guess what, fellas?" They go to the band and they say, right. "You're flying in a private plane," <laughs> right. and they go, "Woo!" Yeah. And then they pay for the private plane. That's it right. Comes out of their record. Yes. And the private plane is a deal that the company has, uh, you know, vertically. Yeah. With somebody else. Right. All those bells and whistles are just just horrid. Yes, yeah. you have to look after your your own thing. I mean, I stopped taking advances on the road a long time ago. It's a stupid thing, right? Because it's a they get to call your advance an expense, and sort of take it away from you. And when they split, right? Well, I had to give you an advance. Yeah, but where that's what? Right. It's, right? It's such an easy con. Yeah, that you really and nobody will tell the artist ever. Right. Nobody's gonna. Nobody sits down with you and goes, "Listen, don't take that Porsche." Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, or here's where your Porsche is coming from. They have this thing now in the Bronx called drill wrap. Yeah. So what drill wrap is, and Eric Adam just talked about it. Uh, it's it's very it's social media driven beefs with young rappers under twenty one, young guys, mm-hmm. and they diss each other on Instagram. And I mean, literally, they'll go outside of someone's project and go, "I'm here," like with a gun. They'll be like, oh. "I'm right here." Yeah. And and literally, it's they go on Instagram Live. So a- a- Eric Adams was kind of like, "Maybe we should ban this on Instagram." Like the mayor of New York's like, "Why don't?" Has th- it resulted in any killings? Mm. Lots of Have, killings. Wow. And the the music is is reflective of no, it's literally. But so the kids so are sixteen. Goes, so a, a guy, a kid, a sixteen year old with a, with a gun, with a gun, goes, uh, "Look, I'm outside of the great black person projects. I'm outside of the whatever, whatever." At Medgar Evers project, yes, and. Uh, come here and I'll kill you. So now everybody's like, if I go to his Instagram, I can see this. Everybody happened. on Instagram. And then it starts having like the little balloons and the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, and the, 
Yes, ding, every, ding, ding, ding. everybody is Everyone's with the little faces. Like, yeah. You see the little faces. Yeah, it starts really going. And people have been literally killed. And then the guy shows up inside of the uh, the Instagram. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's doing like, I'm going to go yeah. k- kill my friend. Yeah. And it's and then has this resulted in like. In, this has resulted de- in, in live in, Instagram deaths. A, a few of them. For real? For real. I mean, Bobby, you can look this up. But it's resulted in deaths 100%. And. There and the the DA is now trying to use the rap lyrics, yeah, as as a way to like convict because some of the rap rap some lyrics are so direct. They're like, "We killed him right. on one seventy fifth by the subway yesterday right. at four p.m." So the DA is going like, "We're trying to put these rap lyrics out as evidence, right?" In addition to other things, but it's a. Uh, some of the rap is very good. I mean, it's very like, you know, it's very like, it's it got a whole new sound and it's, it comes to the UK has it too. This is going on in London where it's like social media. You think of all the rap beefs that have happened of people not liking each other. Now you add social media, everything happens in like real time. Right. But also it feels like what's needed there. Like when you look at a picture and you go, what's missing? Right. And how do we solve it with what we have today? Right. When, I, when you describe what those guys are doing, right. what's needed is an app yes, that can bring them together more. Easier. Right, like a grinder for I'm going to kill you. 100%. Like a like social a, media. Like a, yeah. Like an app called. And, I, like, and it's like this and you go, I don't want to kill it. Like it, it. But it's for right. killing people. You're, like, you're, you're swiping. Well, because know. it is on some level, a guy going, I'm out here. He has a gun. Yes. He's going, I'm out here. He's wanting to connect with that person. That's right. He's What I, what he really wants is to see him, I think. Right. I'm not even being facetious. It's like, no, it's a need to connect. Now the ADL has jumped on Kanye West. Because he said black people don't have the same level of connections as Jewish people. Black people don't have the same connection as oil people, quote. Did he lie? No. He told the truth. And the ADL, Mr. Foxman, issued a press release on the second day of December 2013 and this executive director said quote if the comments are true as reported this is classic anti-semitism there it goes again the age-old canard that Jews are all powerful no you're not all powerful but you certainly are powerful and you control the levers of government. You don't want to admit it. But as a celebrity, you're telling Kanye West, he should know better. He does know better. And that's why he said what he said. Then you said to him, we hope that he would take responsibility for his words. Understand why they are so offensive and apologize to those he has offended. You know what, uh, Mr. Foxman? I wish you and I could have a dialogue. You wouldn't put that small time stuff over on me 
that you put on scared to death Negroes that if they mentioned you and you called them anti-Semitic, they start bowing to you and your pressure? Kanye West, don't bow to the pressure to apologize to anybody. You said nothing wrong. Who are you, Farrakhan, to tell him that he said nothing wrong? I am directly from the Christ and the Messiah. So what I tell you has more weight than anything that these enemies might want to say. You have nothing to apologize for. It is their fear of the truth. And that's why it gives me pleasure to defend my I showed you that I crossed that line. They tried to bankrupt me. They tried to say I was crazy and I'm alive. We haven't had a few a full black black community since the gentrification of Harlem and Black Wall Street, which was torn down. But I know my brothers, my engineers, my architects, my farmers are gonna rise up. And if it meant they had to take me and drag me like Emmett Till in front of everyone. Because I whistled. I know my brothers, my engine. And I have no reason to lie. My family was taken away from me. My reputation has been smeared. I get it. <clears throat> so let's close with a prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for the voice. Thank you for the clarity. Thank you for the experience. And thank you for the love. Because even though... I have friends who are aristocrats, I have friends who are upper class, I have friends who are, you know, working class, but I'm not working class, but I mix and match and then I go to see kids from an inner city state school and tell them, you know, to apply to Oxford and talk to them about people like me. And then I shock them at the end of chatting to them for half an hour and tell them I was at Winchester and, you know, one of my best friends is from Eton or whatever, you know, and, and then they're like, oh, okay. I have friends who are aristocrats, I have friends who are upper class, I have friends who are you know, working class, but I'm not working class, but I mix and match. And then I go to see kids from an inner city state school and tell them, you know, to apply to Oxford and talk to them about people like me. And then I shock them at the end of chatting to them for half an hour and tell them I was at Winchester. And, you know, one of my best friends is from Eton or whatever, you know, and and then they're like, oh, OK. I just want to say something really quick and yes. I'm going to try not to give out my identity. Um, We were all there. When okay. all this happened, I just left from HPD. First of all, in order to be around Jazz Prince, you have to be searched. None of us had guns, but Jazz, but Jazz people had guns. Okay, all of this about this was over a dice game. This shit started in Fifth Ward around nine thirty ten last night. So oh. this had nothing to do with no damn dice game, with no money situation or anything like that. And the only reason why I'm not going to great details because. I live in Houston and the Prince family know me, but all of this shit that they're saying about, oh, well, this was a sacrifice. No, this was a argument between two camps and it wasn't even between two camps because Takeoff and Quavo was basically trying to be the mediator between the people who were arguing. Oh, so, shit. And so 
everybody's saying, oh, well, this is Quavo's fault. Quavo had nothing to do with the shit y'all talking about, bro. Y'all was not there when this happened. It, it, it had nothing to do with that. So all these 30 seconds videos that they're seeing, this and that, everybody's saying, well, he didn't act the way how he act whenever, um, uh, takeoff got shot. Did, did they tell you he passed the fuck out? Did they tell you we had to help him to the fucking car? Did they tell you that? Like nobody is 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 really talking about the real that's going on. But I'm gonna tell you this, and I'll leave it at that. The only people who had firearms that night was the camp who protect jazz. That's all I'm gonna say. Thank you, Ashley. You said you're open about porn. What what type of porn are you watching? What what is your thing? It's top. Wow. Holy like, shit. It's highest tier of <laughs> top givers. That's really what I'm. I see consistently like on a daily basis tuned into like right just really like those are like the real superstars of the world to me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and what about love i mean could you ever commit to one woman yeah 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 be married you could be married i want to hear his answer <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i could you know like i think uh i think that I think that eventually, once all this is said and done for us and right. that addiction of work and success and forward movement is over, I feel like we're all going to need something real. Hopefully yeah. it's not too late. Okay. But then like right now, I feel like I get into this habit of dating like four or five women to make one woman. Because yeah. I like like these like two things Pieces about this of each girl. One. And then I like like what this girl does for a living. And then I like... So it's it, it's just really, I, I I honestly I don't know if I'll like I, I hopefully I'll find somebody. The biggest thing is I need to be inspired. So I just don't ever I don't know where when like I don't know how to find that with the like with the porn question in there with the other like I just need all those things. <laughs> yeah, you need gumbo. <laughs> the gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I'm leaving Sony a free agent. Um, owning half of Sony. So I own half of Sony's publishing in and I'm leaving them and they, they're very angry at me because of it, but um, I just... Okay. And then they put in the paper that I had uh, pneumonia, God knows what. Mm -hmm. It was walking pneumonia because I was walking all over the place. <laughs> uh, I was relaxing. Uh, and then uh, after that, I, I was coming back to the show and... Uh, then they were like, well, Dave, you know, you should just back up the pneumonia story. And I was like, I'm, you know, that was your thing. I'm not, I'm not backing up a pneumonia story. And then the, the next day it was in the paper that I had writer's block. Then I knew something was getting ready to get stressful because I hadn't even started writing. <clears throat> it wasn't, I was on the schedule to write. So I was like, what's, you know, what's going on? Are they going to? So these are your people trying to feed manipulate me sounds like somebody's trying to put young dave in a compromising position but you know okay so then i got worse so when i said i'm not gonna do it then all of a sudden it was like well now he has walking pneumonia and then i knew long before i walked i had considered walking 
you had considered. I had considered walking because I went back to work and the vitamin love was gone because it was a real ugly negotiation. It's a situation where now everybody's taking credit for this and that and the other. So it's just, it was getting ridiculous. And I knew I was going to leave. So I got ahead of schedule and I bounced. And I didn't tell anybody where I was going. The whole time, they're trying to convince me I'm insane. They were trying to get me to take psychotic medication. Yeah. Like I'm sitting around, you know, I was stressed out. But the people that were telling me I was insane, I believe that they knew what was going on. So uh, this was troublesome. Yeah. I said, I'm not taking this medicine, man, because I know these people be trying to control you. Or, or maybe discredit you. I was afraid, like, you but know. But you were stressed out. That's there's why. There's no question. But it's very stressful for someone to constantly walk behind you and say, you're insane. Oh, hey, how about this? I showed the work the first week, and they, where my office used to be, they built a wall there. <laughs> why? I didn't know why. But it came out later that they were like, well, they said you wanted it. I don't want to be walled up at the office. <laughs> I like hanging out and talking. Okay. You got up and you walked out and nobody knew where you were going. Did your family know? Nah, well, no. Nah, I called my brother. Yeah. Me and my brother real cool. I called him up and was like, uh, I'm going to Africa. He was like, cool, man. It's good. Did your wife and children know where you were going? No. No. Nobody knew? No. I bounced. Now, that sounds a little crazy. It's not crazy because the situation kind of warranted it. Okay. Um, because certain people around me were putting my sanity in question, I would meet too much obstruction if I would say I'm doing something like yeah. this. Yeah, okay. So I figured I, it wasn't that I didn't tell my wife. It was like I'm not telling her until after I'm for us. Um, it's another step as a team, I think, um, to come here against a top opponent, top manager, um, top world-class player around the pitch and to perform, dominate the game and, and actually win it um, is very meaningful. So hopefully it will give the boys um, even more belief. Mm. How important do you, do you see it in, that, in, in, the, in the way that they then take the confidence from, from the performance, not just the result, but the performance? Yeah, I was really impressed. Race. I think uh, we are a really young team, but we showed a lot of maturity to a lot of composure, a lot of courage, a lot of determination um, to play in this stadium the way we've played. So um, that's easy to say, but actually very difficult to do. So I think the boys um, were phenomenal today. Agent Tuke, okay. first. Uh, hi, Mikel. At the end of the game, you shared a real special moment with the fans, yeah. with all your staff and your players. How special a moment was that? And I think as well, credit Shaka on TV described it as <laughs> unbelievable. It was great. Um, they've been. Our supporters, they've been absolutely phenomenal. Um, they have transformed the club, uh, the energy of the club, that's my opinion. And they have transformed the way the team believes in what they are doing. And to share that with them away from home um, is really special. I have my family there, I have my son there in the middle of the crowd, so it was great. And also, just on Granit Xhaka, could you describe it almost as a heroic turnaround to see when you came in almost convincing him to stay and seeing how he's performing week in and week out, especially this season? He's a fighter. Uh, he's someone that is going to face difficulty and adversity. He's done that and now he needs to enjoy as well because he needs to learn to enjoy more the good moments and I think he deserves that. That was uh, the first time after the last three consecutive games at Stamford Bridge. 
since 1949 to 1951. Uh, have the three wins been similar? <laughs> I think very different. I think the first one. I compare with this one, um, it's very different. There are wins, it's so difficult to do it uh, against this club. <coughs> we, we've done it, but I'm especially pleased about how we won today. I think that reflects much more what we want to do. Yeah, can you reflect on the, the pressing and the off-ball work at your front three mm. and how important that was in, in forcing Chelsea into those long balls? They've been phenomenal. They, they have a really willingness to do it. They are capable physically now because they are a bit mature to do it and, and to sustain it. And uh, it's about the difference is about demanding them to do something, actually, them feeling what they are doing and how important and how beneficial it is for themselves. And uh, yeah, it started with Gabby. What he did today it was just phenomenal. Do they enjoy it? It seems like quite hard work. Yeah, you have to. Kai? Um, you're top of the league again. Very few people would have expected you to be here at this stage of the season. Do you allow yourself ever to think second place would be a fantastic achievement or are you just focused on top spot? Uh, what is fantastic is to see the team taking another step, you know, and today was under pressure because yesterday we, we lost that spot. Um, we are we prepared again to, to come here and win, but understanding that winning here is it's a different story. And uh, today the boys, they've done it. So I'm really happy because we have managed to, to get that step. Absolute. Les prévisions météo indiquent une détérioration significative du climat. Pas du tout. C'est violence. Quel... Oui. Quel est le député qui vient de prononcer cette phrase Pardon Non mais c'est pas possible. Non mais... Attendez mes chers collègues, non mais qui... Voilà. Je fais une suspension de séance de 5 minutes. Culés, soc el Gerard. Fa setmanes, mesos, que molta gent parla de mi. Fins ara no he dit res. Però avui sé jo el que us parli de mi. Gerard! Hola, eh? Sí, molt bé. Com molts de vosaltres, soc del Barça des de sempre. Toma-la, Gerard! Vaig néixer en una família molt futbolera. Gerard, no facis tonteries. I molt culé. Des de molt petit jo no volia ser futbolista. Volia ser jugador del Barça. Últimament he pensat molt en aquell nen. En què hagués pensat el Gerard de petit si li haguessin dit que compliria tots els seus somnis? Que arribaria al primer equip del Barça, que guanyaria tots els títols possibles. Que seria campió d'Europa. I del món. Que jo hagués costat els millors de la història. Que seria un dels capitans que faria amics per sempre. 
Ara fa 25 anys que vaig entrar al Barça. Vaig marxar i vaig tornar. El futbol m'ho ha donat tot. El Barça m'ho ha donat tot. Vosaltres, culers, m'ho heu donat tot. I ara que els somnis d'aquell nen ja s'han complert, vull dir-vos que he decidit que és el moment de tancar aquest cicle. Sempre he dit que després del Barça no hi hauria cap altre equip. I així serà. Aquest dissabte serà el meu últim partit al Camp Nou. Passaré a ser un culer més, animaré l'equip i transmetré l'amor pel Barça als meus fills, tal com la meva família ho va fer amb mi. I ja em coneixeu, tard o d'hora, tornaré. Ens veiem al Camp Nou, visca el Barça, sempre. has lost its bid to stop a smaller chain from using the word Seoul. It's failed to convince the Supreme Court of Appeal that the Greek food outlet Seoul Souflaki is sowing confusion. Well, Seoul Souflaki started as a market stall and now operates from nine branches across Johannesburg. The court said it was up to Chicken Licken to prove that there would be confusion if Seoul Souflaki was allowed to continue trading under that name. Chicken Licken was ordered to pay legal costs. How it panned out in the end was that the judge felt that by the use of the word souvlaki, it's a very descriptive word. We're not in the chicken business. We don't look like chicken chicken. We don't even know what they do. Um, so bottom line is, Sol Souvlaki has a specific unique description. It's got a, a category, a, um, a cuisine, a, uh, an identity of its own and has absolutely nothing to do with it. And I think the judges in the end saw that. And it took, you know, seven years and all the way to the High Court to eventually get to a point where I do believe now it's done and dusted. I don't believe there's anything more that can come of this. All of our entertainers, see, we have the talent. They have the expertise. They attach themselves to our talent. They are the managers, the agents, and they are the accountants. And that's why our black artists loved fame and got fame, but died poor because somebody else got their money, sent their children to the finest schools, and are able to continue to rule while you pass on nothing to your children but the legacy of your fame and nothing else. But today they've developed a new strategy. Let's make our Negroes rich. A new strategy. The old strategy was let them die broke. Or they take you, you know, when you first start singing, you're in what they call the chitlin circuit. Yes, sir. Y'all know about that? Yes, sir. And then, as you get famous in the chitlin circuit, they finally put you in a supper club and you cross over and you get new management, you know, and then they take you to after parties and you meet a beautiful white girl. Did I say something wrong? And the next thing you know, 
you've ditched your black wife and have you a white one and when you die like poor Gary Coleman is a woman pulled the plug the first day don't stay you might come back out this nigga's worth more to me dead pull the plug <laughs> poor tiger and, you know, he ain't black you know he's a cablinasian <laughs> whatever the hell that is the greatest ball player that ever did it golfer and the girl that he married was a nanny, I understand. A nanny. And his man making billions. And he married a nanny. Now the poor fella now she rich for the rest of her life with her beautiful mulatto children and now he's struggling to hit the ball right you're crossing over now Bless your heart. But the money goes back to them. Now, they have uh, my brother, Russell Simmons. He wrote a beautiful piece on black Jewish relations. And I'm here to tell you, no black man or woman becomes a multi-millionaire without friendship in the Jewish community. I'll prove it in a minute. Did you know, <laughs> I'll get back to, oh Lord, there's so much to give you, but I can't do it all. Did you know, that nearly all prominent Negro actors and musicians have or had Jewish sponsors and managers. Florence Mills, Ethel Waters, Paul Robeson, Duke Ellington, Cap Calloway, Adelaide Hall, Valeda Snow, Bojangles, Hattie McDaniels, Steppin' Fetchett, Rochester, Chilton and Thomas and the Mills Brothers, the Ink Spots, just keep naming them. Yes, sir. See, so they have a way of attaching themselves to your gifts, but you get nothing. They get it all. Now they've decided, you know, we, we, we have to change this. New strategy. Our brother Russell Simmons is a multi, multi-millionaire. He's a good brother. 
and he has great friendship with the Jewish people. Miss Oprah, a beautiful woman with a beautiful heart, a multi-billionaire, but there's a Jewish man that helped guide her career and make her who she is. P. Diddy, Jay-Z, just name them. Even in hip-hop, Jews manage most of the black hip-hop artists. And man, I got something, I can't do it now, but they end up with nothing. They come with the bling-bling and a nice car and they show you that they're successful. But if you could see the breakdown of the record deals, they end up with nothing. As I said in my lecture, the crucifixion of Michael Jackson, he was asset rich and cash poor. So you, if you're gonna sell your assets, then you can get liquid. If you don't want to sell your assets, then you borrow against your assets. So the Jewish person with money was always there to loan Michael money. Because Michael was smart enough to buy the catalog of Elvis Presley and the Beatles it's worth a billion dollars. So he had it. They were trying to get it from him. He had Neverland. They were trying to get it from him. So he, was, he, he loved nice things. So he spent money because he had it. But then when he needed to save his property, he had to borrow. Now, what is the strategy? See? I have a list of all the NBA owners. See, it's like a plantation. You just a piece of meat throwing balls in hoops. They got dogs, they can do that. And they go in the hoop. Now you the best at doing it. So you're on a plantation, but you're rich, a rich slave. You sharecropping again. LeBron James sharecropper. Now I'm not downing my brother, but he's being used. And as long as he can play like he plays, they want him in Cleveland, they want him in New York, they want him in Chicago, they want him in Miami. So he's good meat, you know. Boy, in this book here, you should see the way they sold us. We have a nigga, 22 years old, strong, skilled in carpentry. We have a nigga wench. How did she get to be sold? She owed her rent and couldn't pay it, 
so they put her on the block and sold her it's all here look at you today you can't see how you tore up you want a home don't you everybody wants a home so they made it possible for you to get one no money down no all you do is pay interest how the hell could you accept a deal like that in three years the interest now goes up you didn't see that in the fine print now you're in foreclosure it's a trick who's behind it Wall Street who are they Nothing personal. I'm back. I'm blue. I'm ready. Let's go. Hey, what's going on, guys? So I'm in the airport, and I just read that Kyrie Irving um, is being hit again uh, with this crazy high-tech lynching that they're trying to do. Um, Nike has apparently suspended their relationship with him. Uh, they also announced that they're not going to release the next version of his shoe. I think it's called the Kyrie 8 or something like that. Um, basically, they're claiming this whole same thing about hate speech or whatever. And uh, this adds to the fact that the Brooklyn Nets have suspended Kyrie for five games with no pay. Uh, and they won't let him back unless he satisfies a series of expectations that they laid out for him. Uh, what's really kind of interesting here, you know, because this is a this is um, economic warfare uh, uh, this is um, uh, similar to an embargo that might incur during a, occur during a war uh, or economic sanctions being placed to pursue political agendas. This is this is my space. This is how money is used uh, to accumulate power. And what is interesting to me is I wonder if these fellow NBA players are going to come together and support his right to freedom of speech, not his right to, t to tweet or his right to believe what he believes, but just his right to freedom of speech. I mean, let's not forget this was a tweet. This was a tweet. Kyrie said nothing. All he did was retweet something. So you're setting a very dangerous precedent when you live in a country where a black man can't even retweet something without losing his whole livelihood. That's kind of insane. And uh, I personally think we need to share this and kind of talk about this openly. If the celebrities won't talk about it, black people should. So hit the thumbs up button. Also, um, I'll follow back up with this and I'll let you guys know uh, if I find anything else. Talk to you later. Be good. Peace. I thought you were on a diet. I am. But you just ate two slices of pizza. Yeah, but like, I wanted to eat four. I wanted to eat four slices and I didn't, so I should get credit for that. serious violation? Uh, Sakina, I, I, I'm, I'm not uh, so eager to reach firm conclusions on the basis of insufficient information. But, but, but um, okay, let, let's work on conjecture now. So uh, yeah. uh, 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 let's speak hypothetically. If okay, okay. the president, hypothetically speaking, had on his farm um, money, foreign currency, uh, that 
basically is more than what the laws of the land stipulates and allows him to have at any given point in time, not just him, but any citizen of the country to actually have lawfully in their possession. Is that a serious, a serious violation on the part of any citizen, but more especially the first citizen of the country? Well, um, <clears throat> it would depend whether that is simply a fine issue, whether you just get a fine and you are you know, told to go home, or whether you are sent to prison for it. Um, breach of, of, of tax laws, lack of compliance uh, in South Africa, if I'm correct, and since we are talking hypothetically, so you won't crucify me here for being wrong, is that it's not it's not a grave crime it's not a serious crime um so i i i it wouldn't constitute for me hypothetically speaking a serious ground to remove the president um i didn't catch that if you, you if again? you have to remove the president sakina i mean this is an institution this is an institution of state um of course, generally speaking, there would be opposition parties who are clamoring for this or that, uh, claiming to seek accountability, which is well and good, but there's also opportunism that is involved. And so if you have to remove the president because of the implications that it carries, destabilizing the state, creating all sorts of uh, uh, f frenzy, you need to have solid grounds to do that. Um, you don't remove the president simply because you want to satisfy your... Well, I just spoke to the captain, Captain Erdogan, and he said one of the strengths to our team this season is that we can win in so many different ways, and today was one way. Yeah, I think it was in a really impressive way against a top team, against top players, um, to perform and play the way the boys did. I think they deserve a lot of credit. And something, when people analyze Arsenal, is all about going forward with the an analysis of the offensive strength. But if you look at the table, it's only Newcastle considered less goals than you. Try to explain how you work on that. Every single day, convincing those players that um, that without that we're not going to be dominant. And uh, we have players that are so willing, they physically can do it, that they are actually enjoying defending as well. And uh, when that happens, I think you go another step forward. BT said that uh, commercial before, Abu Moyang said this is not personal, but it's a good feeling to also beat one of the former players. I'm so happy for my players, for the staff and everybody that uh, follows our club and support our club. Fair, fair answer. But the way this game was very intense, it was at the start like, like in chess, just waiting for each other. How important is that patience? Yeah, I think uh, it was important and, and taking the chances and against those opponents you're not going to create 10-15 clear-cut chances. I think we created a lot of situations that we could have ended up doing better, but uh, just a goal sometimes is not enough, but we have managed really well, I think, to, to keep the clean sheet and win the game. And lastly, there was always this talking about Arsenal going to have the big teams, this exam for this young team and so on. This must be one of the ultimate exams and you... You stayed in there? Well, I think it doesn't get in this league much harder than that. They are an absolutely top side, top manager, world-class players all around the pitch in the squad. And, um, and we've done it. So hopefully the players are more convinced that they can do it. So the teacher said, this is great. Teacher Ateta. Teacher said, I'm going to have a really good dinner and I'm going to enjoy it because we deserve it. <laughs> are you surprised that reaction, some of the things that you did, hurt people? Yeah, I, I think I can ask a better question. It's just, where were you when I was uh, a kid? 
figuring out that uh, 300 million of my ancestors are buried in America. Where were you guys asking those same questions when I was a kid dealing with learning about the traumatic events of my familial history and what I'm proud to come from and why I'm proud to stand here and why when I repeat myself that I'm not going to stand down, it has nothing to do with dismissing any other race or group of people. I'm just proud of my heritage and what we've been through and uh, the fact that this has pinned me against the Jewish community. And uh, I'm here answering questions of whether or not I'm sorry or not on something I didn't create. And it was something I shared. And I'm telling everybody I'm taking responsibility. Then that's where I sit. So, you know, these same questions that you guys ask, me dealing with it as being a melanated, pigmented person all around the world and dealing with racial biases against my skin color demeaning me because of my religious beliefs and I'm still sitting in the seat standing so uh, I take my full responsibility again I'll repeat it for posting something on my Instagram or Twitter that may have had some unfortunate falsehoods in it but I also am a human being that's 30 years old and I've been growing up in a country that's told me that I wasn't worth anything and I came from a slave class and I come from a people that are meant to be treated the way we get treated every day. So I'm not here to compare anyone's atrocities or tragic events that their families have dealt with generations of time. I'm just here to continue to expose things that our world continues to put in darkness. I'm a light. I'm a beacon of light. That's what I'm here to do. You guys ask me questions about basketball. I give you my expert opinion. You guys ask me about other things. I give you my opinion, and it's met with whatever you believe the perception or the deception is. You guys investigate my life every day, and you justify it by serving your own purpose, which I honor. I would like the same respect in return, figuring out just like anyone else. So please keep that same energy when we're talking about anti-other things, because just because I post a documentary doesn't mean I'm anti-Semitic. And it doesn't mean that I'm automatically standing with everyone that is believing in that. So it's unfortunate timing that we're in, but I'm glad that I could stand on the truth because I'm not afraid of these mics, these cameras. I used to be looking everyone in the eye and telling them the truth, but I'm proud of who I am. Any label that you put on me, I'm able to dismiss because I study. I know the Oxford Dictionary, you look it up, right? One of the biggest mistakes I had in being a kid was not knowing European or Western language. Until I started looking it up and understanding the definitions and why they say, if you want to trick a black person, put it in a book. I was wondering my whole life why they said that. Now I'm 30 years old and I know reading is a superpower because it helps me understand where I'm going and where I come from. Like a tree with roots. You can call it religion, ethnicity, anything you want to. But its ultimate reality is that it is used to do what? control the behavior and perceptions of other people in the interest of the people who belong to that thing. That's all it is. And the first question you ask, and so the, the thing goes out, you're anti-Semitic. That doesn't matter what you said, whether you told the truth or not the truth, or this or that, it has nothing to do with that. Not at all. It has to do, now the next question you're going to ask is, Oh, how can I not be anti-Semitic? <laughs> don't say this, don't say that, don't do this, don't do that. And then we won't call you what? 
anti-Semitic. And so you, when you're striving to be what? Not anti-Semitic, you then what? Fall under the control of another people. Regardless as to whether they are right or wrong, or regardless of how unfair they are, as soon as you meet the requirements of not being called anti-Semitic, you're under control. And yet, here's a people that's less than 3% of the American population, less than one-tenth of 1% 1 of the world's population, who through the use of that term and through the throwing of that accusation can manipulate whole political and economic and social systems. And then they're the first ones to tell you that you shouldn't talk in terms of race. My children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on, all right? That's not happening. And I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to, I, I will call every- That's three minutes. You've, you've gone past your time. It's a policy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll see y'all on Monday. Maui. My beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar bitches.